where I'm from. Mm, mm. If you ain't know uh, where I'm from. That's my best Nate Dogg impression to start the podcast off. You feel me, my nigga? Cause... Oh, I smell like fucking garlic. I smell like garlic and Italian seasoning. How you doing? Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> I don't know why I set off the podcast with the Nate Dogg shit, but uh, I got a deep ass voice. And I feel like if I ever sing like any nigga, it's either Nate Dogg or Barry White. And to me, it's like, yo, those are the two smoothest deep voice niggas in the game. So I feel like I have a smooth, uh, smooth or smooth. I don't know. Kind of lit right now. So I can't really tell the difference, but, uh, I have a pretty smooth voice, a deep, smooth voice. It's definitely like a, like a Barry white James Earl Jones type type. You know what I'm saying? James Earl Jones voices, Darth Vader. That's like, it doesn't get, it doesn't get sexier than that. Feel me? Yeah. Um, welcome to episode 79 of your mother's favorite podcast, Take As Needed Podcast. Um, I'm sorry for that. I came off very aggressive, but I'm, I'm also not sorry. You know what I'm saying? We out here hurting feelings and shit very early, a minute and 30 in. It don't matter. It's, 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 it's really not a big deal. Get the fuck out of here. Let's hop right into it. Welcome to hell. I really smell like garlic though. It's pissing me the fuck off. Smelling like garlic. Wow. I think I explored this on one of the episodes like months back, probably even years back at this point. If you know, you know. But uh, I got to fucking play it again. The scene, if you guys ever seen a movie called Black Mass with Johnny Depp, the scene is fucking hilarious. This nigga's basically at a, at a dinner and he finds out about some nigga um, possibly talking shit to like the feds or whatever. Or, or talk, just saying some shit he's not supposed to say. Johnny Depp plays uh, Whitey Bulger, this, this Irish... Uh, this Irish like mob boss or, you know, like a, a Irish gangster in, in, in Southie. And he's basically teaching this nigga a lesson at the dinner table. It's so boss, but it's so funny at the same time. And the accent always kills me. I'm gonna watch the shit with you guys. What the fuck did you marinate this steak in? Because it's out of this world. You're killing me with it. No, no, no. <laughs> It's a family secret. Hmm? Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is one of the best goddamn steaks I ever had. Goddamn. They ever. talk like that too. Goddamn. I got a knife over here. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. What's the what's the what's the fam- what's the family secret recipe? It's gr- it's ground garlic, garlic and a little, a little bit, bit of soy. That's why I thought of that. It's ground garlic and a little... Listen to how he says garlic. Family secret recipe. It's it's ground garlic. And a little bit of soy. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Watch how awkward this gets now. Just like fucking that. 
Johnny Depp is menacing. In this I movie. thought it was a family secret. Boom, right there. You fucked up, nigga. You fucked up. Thought it was a family <laughs> secret. It's your recipe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you said to me, this is a family secret. And you gave it up to me. Boom. True. Just, Just fucking, fucking like, like that. that. <laughs> Don't look to John, because he's not going to fucking help you. Oh, shit. He's not going to fucking help you. Irish niggas from Mass never change. That's how they talk. He's not gonna fucking help you. That's how fucking Bean Shooter talks. I got a fucking knot in my back the size of Japan. Let's fucking go. So glad my name is NY Made Jimmy and I don't talk like that, but it is funny to listen to. You spill the secret family recipe today. Maybe you fucking spill about me tomorrow. Is mm -hmm. that something? Maybe that's a possibility. That's what I was just saying. You were just saying. <laughs> just saying gets people sent to Allenwood. Just saying. Got me a nine-year stretch in Leavenworth and Alcatraz. You understand? Important so, lesson. So, just saying. Can get you buried. Could get you buried real, real fucking quick. quick. <laughs> Blown out of proportion, but important lessons being taught here. <laughs> Break the ice with a laugh, but he's, he's being for real, bro. <laughs> Look at this fucking face. Hey, I'm fucking with you. No, he's not. I'm fucking with you. No, he's it's not. a recipe. Couldn't give a shit. Tastes great. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny work. Depp is the fucking man because I guarantee you that nigga had no idea what a Boston accent was or what or whatever, and he fucking nailed it. He sounds like Bean Shooter. He sounds like fucking Bean Shooter. But I do smell like garlic, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm a I'm a chef I'm a I'm a chef and mother I'm a chef and ass motherfucker. What do you want me to tell you? I fucking make a little bit of sun here, a little bit of sun there. I, I pour up some wine. That's what the fuck we do out here on, you know, right before the fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What did I make today? I made something. It was kind of like a lean, like something you order at like a lean. Uh, it's like a lean dish you order in an Italian restaurant. Italian. You hear how I said that? Italian. Get the fuck out of here. Italian. How many chickens did you make? A ballion. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking Italian bars. You feel me? <laughs> Um, yeah, my mom's stressed cooking and cleaning, so I didn't need bum bitches to do it for me. That's how she broke it down to me. She literally like that's that's how she said it to me. Always. Anytime it was about cleaning my room or just cleaning in general or cooking or just showing me how. Just, oh, JJ, come here. She used to call me JJ, like my dad, Junior. So JJ, my dad's name is Jimmy. So it's like JJ. JJ, come here, my fucking little ass. Like, I didn't, her, my grandmother, everybody's teaching me here, stuff here, stuff there, you know what I'm saying? Um, always stressing to me how to cook, how to clean. Make sure you cook and you clean. My mom was the one who said it. My grandmother was, like, too, uh, aside from, like, her fucked up humor here and there, God rest her soul, I fucking love that woman and her fucked up humor and how much of a sweetheart she is, was. She's still here to me. Um... My mom was the one who always said shit like that. Like, oh, you just 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 so you don't need no bum bitch to do it with her fucking little hicked out accent like she's fresh off the boat. 
<laughs> I appreciate that woman, though, because she stressed it, and she's never been more true. Anytime I've been single, um, anytime I've been dolo, that saved me 100%. Because I know niggas, you, and, and it's fine. Not everybody has the patience or the, or the, or the time or, whatever, or they can't make the time or whatever to cook. Um, I feel like some niggas are just a little more afraid, to be honest. I'm not too of my own horn over here, but, uh, or they don't have it in them. Who knows? But, uh, she always stressed to me how to cook and, and all this other shit to make sure that, that nobody else could do it for me and how to clean so nobody else could do it for me. And, uh, she, she was, she was 100% right. Cause I've never needed anyone to do anything for me. Um, what she didn't stress to me, however, and my mom was very, very low-key about this shit. She never, ever told me that this, these, these qualities that she instilled in me was going to make me a fucking dilf. The fuck out of here. That's the most feeling and shit you could ever see me do on the podcast, but sometimes you got to feel it a little bit, and what do you know? What do you say? What do you hear? What do you say? I'm a fucking dilf. I fucking clean and I fucking cook. Cardi B don't even do that shit. What'd she say? I don't cook, I don't clean. She don't do that shit. I fucking do that shit. And we're from the same neighborhood in New York. New York. <laughs> if you know, you know. I do that shit. Me. I don't cook, I don't clean. Guess who does? Me, nigga. I fucking, I fucking do laundry and shit. I put, I put some clothes in here. I put some clothes in there. I throw a little fucking... I throw the pods in there. I throw some more fuck. I throw the little beads in there that make it smell all fucking nice, nice with the lavender. Fucking relax yourself a little bit throughout the day when you throw when you throw the shirt on. Fuck out of here, nigga. Are you crazy? I do this shit. Me. I made a little bit of fucking garlic butter chicken. What's the big deal? What's the fucking big deal? You know what the big deal is? Alexandria doesn't eat it. My daughter, I, I make all this fancy shit. I meal prep it. I try to eat it throughout the week other than the times that I throw, I throw it in the fridge. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to fucking, I'm going to go to fucking Chapado or some shit. But other than, t- other than that, I eat it. I pack it up. I prep it. Guess who never fucking eats it? People at the barbershop eat it. But you know who doesn't eat it? My fucking four-year-old daughter. Why? Because she's fucking picky. Why? Because that's the fucking weight side of her. I don't mean to... I'm putting my fucking hands up. If you're watching the video, you can see it. I'm putting my fucking hands up. My kid is picky as fuck, and it's definitely the white side. I don't mean to put it on... I don't mean to put it on the other side like that. I don't mean to put the other side on blast like that, but it's the white side. What do you want me to tell you? I didn't have this fucking problem growing up. I had a Dominican mother and a Puerto Rican grandmother who was basically also my mother saying, fuck that. You're going to sit down and try this shit. Kind of force feeding me, kind of forcing me to be into it. I've had more traumatic things happen in my life. I'm not going to fucking be mad at them. But they're the reason why I'm not picky now. They're the reason why I fucking, I'm not picky at all. I fucking eat ass. You know what I'm saying? I eat ass. It doesn't get more crazier than that. What am I going to, what am I going to turn down some fucking oxtail? I'm not going to turn down oxtail when I don't turn down fucking tail. 
You know what I'm saying? It don't make no sense. Make it make sense. My daughter, we, uh, until she's older, she, my daughter's half white, bro. I got to understand that. I got to understand that. Even though she very much looks very Dominican a lot of times, my daughter's fucking hilarious because I'm not going to lie. Every other time she kind of looks like a white girl. She has her curls. She has her faces and stuff like that. But most of the time she looks like a white girl. But when she looks serious, which is most of the time, so I guess my statement kind of contradicts itself. She looks very, very, very Dominican. She has a natural resting bitch face. She gets it from me 100%. Probably her mother, too. I'm not going to, you know, discredit her. But the picky side is is the white side. Niggas eat unseasoned chicken and fucking, you know, the not the not the good, not the good potato salad that you get from 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 La Gran that's that's pink and shit. The shit that you get at the Dominican and and Puerto Rican Thanksgiving that's pink. No, you get the you get the potato salad that's got like raisins in it. Why do white people put raisins in their potato salad? Why? Why? Explain that to me. Don't explain it because I don't want to know. I don't want to know the process. I don't want you to justify it. That that really pisses me off. Truly. Unseasoned chicken. You niggas get Bubba burgers and throw them on the grill just like that. No seasoning, no nothing. You know what I do? I throw a little bit of onions in there. Chop them up real nice, throw them in there. I throw some fucking, I throw a bunch of seasonings up in that bitch. And guess what? You don't got a burger. You got a fucking chimmy. You got a chimmy from Jimmy. I'm feeling it right now, dog. But my kid's pickies. You don't want to fucking eat. No more white children for me, fam. No more. I'm done. I'm done. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. If, if somehow, some way I'm trying really, really, really hard to beat the stereotype here. Very, very, very hard. If I somehow don't beat the stereotype and I have another BM, I swear on everything that I love. I'm going to do the, what do they do? There's a bunch of different shit you could do with the embryos. And the, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm going down rabbit holes here. I don't know what time it is. I'm not going to tell you guys so that we can keep the, uh, the, uh, the aesthetic that it's morning time. You listen to this podcast. You're having your coffee. You're like, I feel a little cracked out because of my cold brew. But guess what? This nigga Jimmy Luca is even more cracked out. So I don't feel as bad. You're welcome. I'm here. I am trying very, very hard to beat the stereotype, but if I don't somehow, and if I end up with not one, not two, but three, hopefully not ever four, I think three is the cutoff, three baby mamas, I'm doing the embryo shit because I can't deal with this picky kid shit anymore, I could deal with the other stuff a little bit, whatever, I think it's nice to, to blend cultures together, you know what I'm saying, minorities with whites, it's what Martin Link, Martin Luther King Jr. would have wanted, whatever. You know what I mean? That's all nice. But um, I, I can't do the picky shit. It pisses me the fuck off. It, it, it really gets to me when I make a five-star dish. I will give it to the kid. She eats rice and beans at least. I like that. I'll make, I'll make some, some rice and some beans. Not beans out of a can and you throw a little salt and pepper on there. No, that's that Caucasian shit. That's that Caucasian shit. I'm talking some fucking 
whatever, red beans, pink beans, kidney beans, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You throw it in there, throw some sofrito, throw some fucking, uh, some olives, some potatoes, the seasonings you throw in there. And guess what? You got some, you got some real beans. You got some real motherfucking beans from some real motherfucking G's. Real motherfucking G's. She eats that, but she won't eat chicken. Any type of chicken. I'll make my fucking pollo guisado, which is stewed chicken. I'll even make the white shit. I'll make Italian stuff. She don't want it. She's super picky. She just wants fucking chicken nuggies and mac and cheese. Quesadilla. That's how she says it. And I'm like, bro, eat something real for once. Like, it, it, it gets me so tight. But it's the white side. That's why if, if, you know what I'm saying? No more white children. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. And not completely white ever if they have a little bit of me in them. So I guess, you know, that statement, um, you know, it's never going to be true. But I just, I'm not doing it. I don't care what, I don't know what I have. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking inject the next kid with, uh, the next kid got, the next kid's got Middle Eastern in them. But somehow, like I said, if it, if, it, you know. If I if it ends up being another uh another white kid mixed down the line, I'm injecting the little motherfucker with, with shit when he's younger to get him used to it. I'm gonna inject him with with adobo and, and sasong and all of that shit just because I can't deal with this again. I can't. It's painful. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I am not doing it. Yo, but uh What's this it's one? Nope, that's the outro. What the fuck am I doing? It's a boy, motherfuckers. Hey, hey. I got the it's a boy wine glass. I'm pretty fucking excited. I am I am very, very excited. I'm having a boy. And I, Bro, when I found out, my first thought process was. It's a fucking girl with my luck. And just you always hear, you know, men, men who. Uh, what did I what, what did someone tell me? Men who love hard. You know what I'm saying? They get the girls. They get they get the daughters. And I'm not mad about it. I remember when Alexandria, when I first found out about like about Alexandria. Um. Before I found out, I wanted I wanted a boy. We did a gender review. I wanted a boy so bad because that was like the man. That was the manly thing to do, I guess, to want a boy. And I did. I'm not gonna say I didn't. I wanted a boy, but when I found out I was having a girl, I like something came over me. I was like, yo, like this feels like this feels meant to be. You know what I'm saying? This feels like this is what's supposed to happen. And I, and and. I've, I, I was like, I was ha like, I was so happy that I cried tears of joy. Like they poured out. I love I, like it was, it was, oh my God, I'm getting emotional now. Cause like one of the pictures I have is with my grandmother just, uh, just giving each other a tight squeeze. Cause she knew, but, um, my grandmother passed away this past year for the long time listeners. And for those who know me. And she always 100% loved the boys. Like, that was, that was like, 
boys were like she there's boys and girls in the family and when it comes to her grandkids you could tell that she favors the boys more you know we she she, she I I always bragged about my grandmother you know she always served everybody she always made sure everybody was good it was like a little bit more for the boys cuz she loved boys so when I found out my automatic thought process was oh what it's a girl and it's a boy and I'm like wow my grandmother my I couldn't help but think, you know, my grandmother had a hand in this because I'm I'm one of those niggas, man. I I really believe in in uh, a this a different aspect to life that we don't know about. There's like a spiritual aspect, like a great beyond aspect to this to this whole thing. Um, and yeah, I'm having a fucking boy. I'm happy about it. Everything everything is balanced as it should be, as Thanos would say, and um. I might tie I might tie my shits up. I don't fucking know yet. I'm thinking about it. I really am because um that's it. I look at Alexandria and I'm like, I can never like she gets all of my love as my little girl, so I can never have another one. And now I'm probably gonna look at this little nigga and think the same thing. But I'm not gonna front and this is fucked up to say. And uh <laughs> his mother doesn't like hearing it, but I I just don't, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. I just don't see him getting the same type of love. I'm not going to say he's not going to get the same love because he is. He's my, he's my fucking son. But I feel like a man's love for his daughter is different from a man's love for his son. Like your daughter just softens you up. Beyond belief. And I was a little soft before my daughter got here. But my daughter, like, softened me the fuck up. Like, softer than fucking a baby's ass. And, she and, and, and you know, to make it more, like, I guess, more realistic. My son's relationship with his mother is going to be not stronger but I guess yeah stronger I feel like a son's relationship with his mother is very like tight you know what I'm saying mama's boy that's why they say mama's boy and daddy's girl so I'm very excited one of my favorite things to do is uh keep reminding his mom that he's gonna get mad bitches and he's probably gonna have like fucking four baby mamas in real life six in the metaverse because by then the metaverse is gonna be like on and popping He's fucking Dominican. How you doing? What the fuck do you expect? I feel like I'm going to be I'm going to be the nigga to beat the stereotype by like a hair. Because Dominican niggas have like four plus baby mamas. I think I'll be right on the cusp. Maybe, hopefully, who knows? I'm trying to f- just beat it. But who knows? And I feel like that nigga's just gonna bring it right back. He's gonna he's gonna bring it right back. I'm gonna calm it down a little bit, and he's gonna be like, you know what? Let's bring it back. He's gonna get mad, bitches. You're talking about Dominican, Puerto Rican, Armenian. He's probably he's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be a fucking stud. I'm just I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm planting uh, plant I'm planting mixed babies in this world. I'm doing this world a fucking solid. You know what I'm saying? My daughter's excited, all jokes aside, I'm happy. Um, should I do an ad? Yeah, I'm gonna do an ad. 
Guys, so you want to buy a brand new Tesla. Why wouldn't you? The fucking gas prices are insane. Or you're looking into buying a house to fit all the kiddos and doggos. Or if you're me, you want to ball out and do both. I'm trying my ass off. But you need better credit and you don't know what you're doing from credit cards to those collections, collection companies that seem impossible to get removed. You got to holla at my boy, Carlos Stem, your millennial business and financial coach. I shit you not. I've been in touch with this man for a year now and he's worked wonders on my credit. And I'm just trusting the rest of the process. No word of a lie. This dude got my score in one year. He got my score from I want to say I was in like the 380s. I'll shamelessly admit it to now I'm at like 680 something. They're all around the same range. 680s, 680 something, 660 to like 680. And this dude's the truth. You got to text credit to 401-267-8436. That's credit to 401-267-8436. And tell them Jimmy sent you. So we can all pull up to the barbecues and Model 3s this summer. Damn. That dude's the truth. It's not just an ad. I'm dead serious. Open the wallet up a little bit and look out for yourselves financially now more than ever because it is not looking good out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm going to jam it into my son real early, bro. These bitches ain't shit. Just like I'm going to tell my daughter these niggas ain't shit. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let them both know. I'm going to let my daughter know these niggas ain't shit. I know their games. And I'm going to let my son know these bitches. It's equal rights. It's equal rights. They both got to know. And they're both going to know. Bitches ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. So, all right, speaking of the kids, let's talk about Kanye and Kim for the 452nd time. I swear it's funny this way. It always is. That's the only reason why I talk about it. I don't like doing the celebrity gossip. I don't. There's podcasts who like live and breathe by it and die by it. I, I could care less. I talk about the goofy shit. I talk about shit like fucking how somebody said garlic in a movie scene. Kanye West went on another one of his uh, fucking benders this weekend on Instagram. I love them. They are super entertaining. They are super comedic. This time, Pete Davidson clapped back. And uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. It was fucking hilarious. Um, I'm kind of happy for Pete because the whole time he's been getting bullied by Kanye. I mean... I don't got to explain it. The nigga put out a fucking music video where he basically decapitated Pete Davidson and he's calling him skeet. He's blasting him. He, he posted some text messages before. Um, basically, the screenshots were shared and uh, it's Pete Davidson texting Kanye. And he goes, yo, it's skeet, which is hilarious because that's definitely Pete Davidson's sense of humor. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. And it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing. And you are so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom. (laughs) I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. Kanye goes, oh, you're using profanity. Where are you right now? And this is the best part. Pete goes, in bed with your wife. (laughs) 
and there's a selfie attached. <laughs> Kanye goes, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. Pete goes, same here. It, it's wonders. It's wonders of what those places do when you go get help. You should try it. I'm in L.A. for the day if you want to stop being a little internet bitch boy and talk. I'm not going to lie. Kanye's been a little bit of an internet bitch boy. He's talking all this like, you know, I'm going to beat Pete Davidson's ass and all that shit. But like, yo, all this nigga's been doing is going on rants and, and praying to God on his Instagram. Like, what is that doing for you? I'm going to keep reading the text messages. I'll get into this after. Pete goes, you don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. Feel that. Kanye goes, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service. Pete goes, why don't, you, why don't we meet after Sunday service and Saints game? I'll be at the BHH. We can have food and talk it out in my room. Privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. What you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. You want to see me come to Sunday service, says Kanye. Uh, Pete goes, this isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. My offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you, man. I struggle with mental health stuff, too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. Uh, you have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions towards me. I've stopped SNL from talking about you or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. I've stopped stand-up comedians. Um, from doing bits about you because I don't want the fathers of my girls' kids to look bad out there. I have your back even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. Honestly, truly, from a Kanye fan, good for him. Good for good for Pete. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a fan of both, if you guys didn't know. I I I do this comedy shit. I do the podcast most of the time. I haven't done stand up in a in a in a fucking while since before COVID. Um I'm a I'm a big fan of both. I'm a fan of Pete Davidson. I'm a huge Kanye fan. Like he I listen to Kanye every day. He's just in my rotation. Every single day I listen to music, every single day Kanye's in there. Um, if you ask me who's in my top five comics right now, probably even top three, I'll put Pete Davidson in there. But Kanye's been a dickhead. Kanye's been bullying Pete Davidson. He's been little broing Pete Davidson, whatever you want to call it. And with that said, Pete Davidson finally clapped back and he threw the little selfie in there to add insult to energy. I'm not mad at him. I am not mad at him. That shit was hilarious. It's a little painful to see because of your, I'm a fan of both of these niggas, right? But I also know that they're both a little nutty. Pete Davidson got his help. He's telling Kanye he should get his help, whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I see a therapist. You know what I'm saying? I get the help. It doesn't mean you stop getting the help. And it doesn't mean I'm not nutty anymore. I just know how to manage it better. Both these niggas are fucking crazy. And I love them both. It's like watching two kids from the fucking special ed class. You know what I'm saying? Two, two kids from the special ed class. Whether you like them or you don't like them, they're two kids from the special ed class. So what are the two things running through your mind in high school or middle school? Wherever you see the two niggas from the special ed class. Part of you is like, you know what? 
let me see let me see where this is going to go the other the one part one part of you is like you know i should stop it i sh- i should i should try to stop it personally i shouldn't want to see it but the other part of you is like you know what let me amp this shit up to see where it goes let me hype this shit up to see where it goes to see who wins who comes out on top or how it even goes down cuz they're both retarded so yeah it's pretty hilarious to see. This wine is bussing. It sucks, man. The kids are taking the biggest L. It's such a, it's such a, uh, refilling the wine here. It's such like a, a, a cliche, I guess. To, you know, you hear it a lot. In this type of situation, with the baby daddy and the baby mama and the core situation. I don't really know if there is a core situation. I know there's, there was a divorce. Like I said, I don't look into the celebrity gossip. It's not my game. But in whether it's the court situation or just in general, the baby mama and the baby daddy, they're just going at it, and it's public, and you can tell. The kids take the biggest L. It sucks. I went through a court situation not too long ago, and you guys know about it. It's closed now, so I'm a little, I guess I'm a little more open to talking about it. It's not pretty, you know? And it and I tried my hardest to be the bigger man in that situation. And I, and even, even when I was trying to be the bigger man, even when I was trying to just play it cool, and allow myself to just, as much as I wanted to clap back so bad, and this goes for Kanye and Kim, because they're both don't they're both fucking up. As much as I wanted to clap back so bad, I kind of played the uh, more laid back part of me. I kind of I kind of fed into that a little more, the laid back part of me, and I just allowed myself to be, um, I guess. The victim, you know, I don't like be. I don't like being the victim. I I do not like being the victim. I don't like people making me feel like the victim. I don't know. I don't like people treating me like I'm the victim. I don't like being the victim, period. I'm very like if somebody's disrespecting me, if somebody's attacking me. I'm never I never allow myself to be the victim, man or female, whatever, you know, whether it's physical, whether it's verbal, whether it's whatever. I I I don't allow myself to be the victim. I always have to clap back and defend myself. But in that type of situation, I was like, you know what? This is for my kid. I want this shit to wrap up. I'm going to allow myself to be the victim. And it played out well. Kanye and Kim, it's kind of like they're both being petty. Kanye's saying the stuff he's saying about Kim not allowing him to see his kids and stuff like that type of stuff hits home. You know, like that type of stuff hits home because I went through it. So it sucks to see that part of, I guess, the celebrity gossip stands out to me because I'm like, damn, that sucks. But at the same time, Kanye, if that's really the case, allow yourself to be the victim. Sit back and let it happen. Once you're in court, guess what? Boom. But now Kanye's the nutty nigga who's posting on the gram and the kids are going to see it. If his kid's on fucking TikTok, she's looking at this shit and be like, oh, my dad's a nut. You know, there's a lot of things about myself as much as much as I love my daughter and as close as I am to her. 
there's a lot of things I don't want her knowing at all until we're, until she's well over, you know, her young adult life. So, you know, they, the kids take the biggest L in this type of situation, man. And Kanye and Pete take the biggest L. When you're fighting over a bitch, it makes her feel it like crazy. And I'm not in the business of making a bitch feel it. I'm sorry. I'm not. I think I, I think I not even fought. I think I almost fought over a bitch once. Uh, no, I did. I did. And I took a fucking L. That was the first and last time. I will never, ever, ever. I'm not in the business of making a bitch feel it. And nobody is feeling it more than Kim Kardashian. I don't care if she admits it or not. Kanye and Pete Davidson are taking the fattest L and they're also a lot. They're also fucking it up for the next man because let's face it. Kim's not staying with Pete. It's a fucking, it's a, it's a, what you call it? What do you call that thing? Uh, rebound. It's a rebound. That's what Kanye and Kim are doing. Kanye's hilarious because he's just picking out uh, Kim lookalikes at this point. He had the girl from Uncut Jams, and now he's picking out Kim K lookalikes. <laughs> man, oh man, I don't think I've ever done that. But Kim Car- Kim Kardashian is fucking bad. But I don't think my ego would ever let me do that. Like I don't think I've ever done it. Looking back, I've never done it. I don't think I'll ever do it. Like because of my ego. If if I if I was with a female who was bad as shit, like fucking damn near perfect. And I mean, like, not just on the outside, but the inside, too. I'm not shallow. Maybe Kanye is. I could see that. But if I had a girl who was damn near perfect, even then, I feel like I would not go out of my way purposely after a breakup to be like, I fucking need a girl who looks almost like this girl. Because guess what? You think you don't think Kim's looking at Kanye going for girls who look like him or who look like her? Sorry. And she's feeling it. She is feeling it. It's like, oh, look at this thing. I got him stressed out. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm not in the, I'm not in the business. I support women. Some might call me a feminist. I'm so fucking kidding. Not that I don't support women, but the way that word is hilarious to me sometimes because it just gets a little crazy. I definitely support women. I just do not support making women feel it. I'll make them feel it in a sense. I'll amp you up. If I love you, if I care about you, whatever, I'll amp you up for sure. I'll make you feel like you're the fucking baddest woman to walk the planet. But post breakup, what I'm not going to do is is chase women that look like you. So you can be like, ha look at this one over here. Look at fucking mini me over here. This fucking guy can't get out of my ass. That's not happening. Sorry. I'm going to do one more ad and we're going to and we're going to keep talking our shit because that's what we do. Take as needed is brought to you by Solita. You can see it right here. Listen up. If life reminded us anything these last two or three years at this point is that shit gets stressful and wellness is important for both women and men alike. And there's no better way to take care of ourselves mentally than starting with our skin, beards, and boobies. We love the beards and boobies. Solita has products that stretch far beyond soap, like booby butter 
and belly oil for that MILF in your life and the ultimate beard care subscriptions for that beard that you love to stroke. I bet you can find beard oil at Target, but can you customize your fragrance? I didn't think so. Solita's slogan is for your very own, and they live by that by making most of your experience customizable with women-owned products that are handcrafted and 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Because women know what they're doing with this shit. Hello, I said I support women, and I do. This ain't just an ad, baby. It's a lifestyle. Give your body the essentials it deserves. Visit solita.com and use promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. That's promo code Jimmy's Diner at checkout. Trevor Noah, one of the most liberal liberals in the game, has turned on the Trump signal. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, hold on to your fucking butts. I got the article right here. I'm just going to read off of it, courtesy of uh, the very biased Fox News. Has President Biden lost liberal comedian Trevor Noah, host of Comedy Central's The Daily Show? In an opening monologue during the week, Noah expressed frustration about a Wall Street Journal report that said Biden's calls to Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates seeking support for Ukraine and help with surging U.S. gas prices were rejected. Noah claimed that rejected phone calls were one thing that Biden's predecessor, I was going to say Byron, bing bong, former President Donald Trump never would have to deal with. He's not wrong. (laughs) He's right, you know. I'm going to play the video because it's fucking hilarious and it's very different. Only my sound was on when I played it. All right, here we go. Saudi Arabia isn't playing ball with Joe Biden. And you know what? You can say what you want, but this would have never happened to Donald Trump. Never. Hmm, You don't say. No one was ever ignoring Donald Trump's calls. Yeah, because if you ignored Donald Trump's calls, you didn't know how he would respond. Maybe he'd send an angry tweet, or maybe he'd just like ban your country from everything. You don't know. That's why I bet in these situations, Biden actually wishes that he could hire Trump to step in as president wildcard, you know, just keep everyone on their toes. Because if Trump was calling, you best believe the UAE, they'd be racing to pick up the phone. Oh, Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, we're here, we're here, hello? Too late, Ahmed, you made me wait two rings. We're bombing the UAE. First of all, (laughs) he looks so uncomfortable that he's even saying that. And it's crazy because I feel like with the media, it depends on who you work for, obviously. And that happens with any job. Like you could work for a job. You could work for a manager. Let's say you work at a hospital or you work at a fucking at a barbershop or wherever the fuck you work. You could work for somebody who if you work for somebody This is a red flag to me. If you work for somebody who is like super about one side of it and you're and you show any sign of being on the other side, you're fucked. They're going to hold that against you somehow, some way that's going to come out later and you're fucked one way or another down the line. You are fucked. Trevor Noah. On the Daily Show. I don't remember the guest, uh, the the host before him. 
um, very, very, very liberal, very, very, very to the left most of the time. Now he comes out and says some factual shit. It, a lot of this shit wouldn't, bro, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm very in the middle naturally, but I'm going to say this. And this might make me, I guess, lean towards the right or whatever the fuck you want to label it as. This is just me having an opinion. I personally agree with him. I'm very surprised he said it on the network. He said it on on the show. He said it on because he's usually very liberal and and it kind of strikes me as, you know, it's owned by his boss or the person he answers to or whatever is owned by people who are liberal. I agree with him. If Trump was in office right now, I don't think that any of this shit would be happening. Do I like any of the shit? I I always say that from a comedic aspect, Trump was hilarious. He was fucking funny. But was he ignorant? Did I see a lot of the shit he said and think, man, this guy's a fucking dickhead. Man, this guy might be a fucking racist. But I will say... That things are getting very, very bad. Times are getting very tough, whether it be here, we're bitching about gas prices, which is funny to me when there's things happening in other parts of the world. And then you have things, serious things happening on the other side of the world. I don't think they I don't think any of this would be happening if Trump was president. I think we'd have other problems. I think that we would still be going through the wrath of the fact that he at a lot of times, most of the time is very, very ignorant and says a lot of obnoxious shit. That's wrong to, to women, to, to people of color. Um, but when it comes to, you got to weigh it all out, man. That's, that's what I had a very good conversation with uh, my boy. Will. At the end of the day, who's president doesn't really matter to to people like us on, I guess, the ground level, if, you, if that, that's the best way to break it down. What matters to us is realistically, when it comes to politics, if you really break it down, vote for your local people, your mayor, your governor, your, your, your ward, you know, whatever. When it comes to your president, it doesn't really matter up until serious things like this happen where it's about gas, where it's about, you know, a possible we're on the brink of, you know, world war. Um, inflation, things like that, that's when it matters. And it sucks that Trump was as. Trump was as ignorant as he was in in a lot of areas because it made people rush out and say, you know what, I'm going to fucking vote my ass off for the opposite, for, for, for the opposition, which the opposition now we're, we're realizing the grass was not greener. Now, can Trump learn from his mistakes and I guess be less ignorant or whatever? We'll see. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a good comeback story. Who knows? But the way the media is treating it now, you have uh, now you've got he was on a podcast 
which I heard the podcast. It didn't. He didn't say anything bad on it. You know, though he didn't say anything racist. He didn't say anything ignorant. Um, he the farthest he went was, I guess, saying how embarrassing the Biden administration has been so far, which he's not lying. But when you when you say that to somebody who's extremely left, who is uh, who's a, you know who's a liberal, it's bad. So now you have the media. They took down uh, the the episode of of Full Send podcast with Trump, which is crazy. It's it, it, it's a little it's a little nuts to me how things get taken down now for misinformation and and quote unquote misinformation and things like that. And I get it because you don't want people to you know be misled and be misinformed. But let the people do it for themselves. Like there's a difference between and don't and 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 it's very toxic and it's very it can get very bad because I, I see it every day still in the you know in the barbershop, wherever I'm at. You know, you see people who start talking out their ass about shit that they saw on an Instagram post or whatever. But let those people figure it out for themselves. So now the me I feel like the media and social media and stuff like that for a podcast to get taken down. It's happened, you know, and it's happened to Joe Rogan. It's happened to now it's happening to full send with the Trump episode. Things get taken down and there's a lot of control now on what you post because it might be false information. Let the people figure it out for themselves. If they're fucking dumb enough to believe shit that that is uh, that's false, then that's on them. I don't know, man. All I know is. The Trevor Noah shit is actually dope because we need more of this. The, 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 the red and blue shit sucks. I say it all the time. I say it way too much on here. I think that the red and blue shit fucking sucks. The Democrat and the Republican shit has always been a joke to me. Ever since I started learning about politics in eighth grade, because there was some teacher who was obsessed with teaching us about it, which, shout out to them. But... um. Ever since I learned about it and and over the years, it sat with me. Why is it this or that? And maybe it's because naturally I'm very in, I'm very in the middle about a lot of things. It's because naturally I see things from every fucking side. Right. If people are beefing, if I'm beefing with somebody, if I'm going at it with a significant other, whatever, I'm very. Um, I see things from all sides. And in politics, you can't get me to sub- you can't get me to subscribe to one side. You can't get me to claim one political party because I see holes in both. I see flaws in both. There's certain things that I agree with and certain things I don't agree with. My opinions all over the place. So when you tell me that I have to vote for one or the other, I just most of the time I decide not to vote. I didn't vote the first Obama term. I didn't vote the second. I did not vote the I did not vote the first Trump with Trump and Hillary and, you know, let's not talk about the last one. But if somebody came out, if they came out with a fuck and this will never happen, but if they came out with somebody who was who if they came out somehow with 
you know, there's somebody who is a straight moderate. This is the new part. This is the new party. You know, call it moderate, call it independent, call it in the middle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And my views align, uh, align with theirs because, again, people, like I said, the president, at, at the end of the day, the president's moves, unless it's something serious like now where we just went through a pandemic and now we're on the brink of, you know, now, now we could very possibly go through a world war and the gas prices. Right now it matters. If right now, at this very moment, you could vote for either Trump or Biden. I'm voting Trump back in. Because I know shit would get handled. Right now. But if years down the line, let's say this shit's not a thing anymore, whatever. And it's Trump and Biden again. But there's some nigga that comes out and his views are all over the place. And he's moderate. And he doesn't fucking feed into the whole right or left shit. I'm voting for that nigga. And that's that. I think I'm wrapping this episode up on a political note, on a serious political note that never fucking happens. Again, shout out to my unborn child, Alfonso. That's the name. That's the reveal. His name is going to be Alfonso. Alfonso Alejandro Luca. That's going to be his fucking name. He's going to have like four baby mamas in real life, six in the metaverse. He's, he's, he's already doing big things. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny how I can see his fucking, his fucking, uh, his schlong through the, uh, it's my first time having a son. So this is the first time I'm seeing that his little fucking schlong through the, uh, ultrasound pictures. What's wrong with me? I'm not functioning right now. This Merlot is here. Ladies and gents, this has been episode 79. Of Take As Needed, your mother's favorite podcast. I'll catch you guys on the flip. It's the outro. Said I'm out here. Now we out this. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that other fucking bullshit. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your mother's friends. All of that. It's Jimmy's Diner.